Welcome to episode four of the Publishing Life podcast with your hosts Rasmus and Christian Mickelson. Alex is unfortunately not here for this one, but we do have a very special guest. This will be a uh, interview. No, it'll just be a conversation, conversation with our very good friend, fellow successful publisher, Trevor Somerville. What's up, dude? Happy to be here. Nice. My, okay, uh, let's get into okay, what yeah, we've yeah, been wanting to do for a while. Okay. Oh, I need to say, um, this is a podcast, but we are recording it for uh, YouTube as well. So if, we're going to need to turn off that. So if you're listening to the podcast, go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. If you're watching the YouTube video, go to the podcast and subscribe. Yeah. Um, but the way that we do this, I mean, this is just, we're just here to hang out and have a good time. So if you know what it is, if you listen to the podcast, you know what's going on here. And if you're watching, you clearly see what's going on here. Um, cheers. Three tall, cheers, my always. men. Big tall seltzers. Cheers. Ooh, this is the new flavor. This is mm. a new flavor. I do this just because it's fun. Oh, we get clean. to talk smack and mm-hmm. and have some drinks. Mm-hmm. Yet this is work. Oh, it's a good step. No, we get paid to do this. Kind of. Not really. All right, Trevor. We're just gonna ask you. I know people love. Let's to- let's set some context first. Yeah. Uh, can you do a little introduction about yourself? Actually, can I do a quick introduction about you? Yeah. So we're in Honolulu, Hawaii now in my apartment. Rasmus is visiting. What's good? And you've been living basically across the street from us for the past five months. That's great. In your own apartment. Uh, so we've been like going to the gym together f- like four days a week, hanging out on the weekends, going to the beach, stuff like that. Uh, that was the context I wanted to, set, to uh, say. Quick introduction. Yeah. So, Who are you? Um, I so how actually I should go back to like when I found you guys because it was actually in a YouTube video, mm-hmm. which is very funny. Which, and which now we're ironic. sitting here. It's very very ironic. So like, if, if anyone's seen the butterfly effect, where like one little ripple out mm-hmm. in the universe can change the direction of everything, I was in Australia maybe like three and a half years ago. I think it's like just traveling, and I was working as like an engineer's assistant i wasn't qualified for the job it it was okay but i was traveling and uh i was like man i wish i wasn't so limited to like having a week or two off a year and doing this job that i didn't really like and uh, if anyone's done like a travel visa you end up picking strawberries or cucumbers or something like that yo that's the life going and uh that stuff sucks. So I found out about publishing uh, through a podcast, actually. And shortly after, I was watching YouTube videos, and that's when I came across your guys' videos, mm-hmm. which are right here in Honolulu. Mm. You're doing, like, the intro where you're diving into the yeah. Yeah. Those are our Where'd OG you? YouTube videos. Yeah. Are those still up or no? Yeah, they're, they're, they're there. there. I have to delete the ones I'm not proud of, but the most oh, yeah, of them are yeah. still there. Mm-hmm. So, like, People yeah. used to yeah. like that quirky, weird stuff. Uh yeah, now our videos become more professional. But so, yeah, well, yeah so, but it's, it's come full circle because I was watching those videos and then probably like a lot of people that would watch this, I kind of got sucked into the ecosystem and I was learning more from the free like goofy YouTube videos than I was from the course that I enrolled in and even the, the coach that I had hired for like four grand. <laughs> that's, and, uh, uh, that's how we let's do not, it. Let's not say his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That you said they suck. So, Awful. so I I don't want to talk publishing stuff. I, I want to talk about 
how your life has changed from publishing and what it was like before. So, People love to hear the success story because it's super inspiring and motivating. And you're just a regular ass dude. If you if you're watching YouTube, you look at him. Look how regular this dude. He is. looks so insanely normal. Like like I don't know if that's, like, I don't know if that's can, a compliment or how you should feel about it. Well, this is to help anyone look. watching this. If you can do this, don't take this the wrong way. Anyone can. Thank you. I think. I mean I think. that with love. You know that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so like how things have changed for me. So, real quick. Yeah. First question that I want you to. I'll, I'll X out the question I was going to ask. I want to hear what was life like before you found publishing? You talked a little bit about it, but like, how old are you now? 30? 33. 33. Yeah. Are you proud of that? Getting old. What Listen. did you do from like, yeah, I'm assuming, I don't know if you, you probably didn't go to college, but high school, like the past 10 years before you found publishing, what the hell was life like? What were you living? Oh man. <laughs> so I had like, I assume more people my age can relate to this now, but like if you go back like 20 or 30 years, like, you know, maybe your parents, they had one, maybe two jobs and they just rode that out for like 25 years. Yikes. And I had like 25 jobs. Let's go. Because I would take a job and I wouldn't take it based on maybe like what I really wanted to do. I was taking it based on thinking like this job is available. I need money. So I'm going to do this job, even yeah. though like I knew Every job that I applied for and got, I already knew I would never be there long term because I, I hated that. Well, shit. What are the choices that you have? Same yeah. for me. The desperate for the, money. All the jobs I've ever worked is for one reason. I just desperately needed a paycheck to be able to survive. Isn't yeah. that and that's a fucked up way to live? Isn't Very that ninety five plus percent of people with a job? Probably. 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 I, I wouldn't know, but maybe. You know, you'll you'll seldomly find people that enjoy what they do, but um, and it's extremely rare. Yeah, yeah, I think I think probably like you're saying 90, 95% of people, the jobs they're doing, maybe they like one aspect about it, but like a large amount of them probably actually hate the job. And like me, I would get up and I would go to the job and I would like physically feel sick that I was going to this job. And I hated, <sighs> I hated that just some, I don't know, like someone who had just been there longer that wasn't equal, uh, wasn't more qualified than me could like boss me around and stuff oh, like that oh, and control. Dude, yeah. um, I have the same experience with jobs, uh, except I've only done it for two years yeah. where I just worked and just hated every second of it, looking at the clock all the time, just thinking in my mind like there has to be a better way. This cannot be what life is supposed to be. So I only did, did that for two years, but it sounds like you endured it. For like 10 plus years? Yeah, definitely. So I have a theory that I have shared with other people. Most people disagree. And I don't haven't had jobs very long, so I don't know. But this is what it looks like from the outside. Yeah. Um, you'll often hear people say like, uh, oh, no, they, they like a uh, simple life. Yeah, they don't need much. They're okay making three grand a month and living in their town. They're a simple person. Um, and they like their job. Yeah. And my opinion when I hear that is not they don't actually like their job. They just see that there's no other life that's, that like, yeah. this is their life and that they're thinking, well, I may as well make the best of it. So let me tr pretend and say that I like it. Cause I mean, why just be depressed about my shitty life? Let's at least make the best of this shitty, yeah. shitty situation. And some people listening or watching this are going to get offended by what you just said. I like that. Because they are that person and that is true to them mm -hmm. and they yeah. won't admit it. Now, <laughs> it's not true to everyone, but someone who gets triggered by that 
they're probably the people that that's true to. But who lives like such a simple life, living paycheck to paycheck in a small place and like doesn't have much options or control in their life is like, oh, this is good. Re- this re- is re- really re- good. Yeah. I, I'm happy to have this. Uh, see, here's the thing. You're saying it's like simple, 3K a month. It's not simple. It's stressful, paycheck to paycheck, no freedom. That's how others mm-hmm. describe it. Right. Oh, it's a right. simple life. But uh, but the truth is, it, mass, but it's mass full of financial stress. stress. Mm-hmm. Um, no control. No opportunity no choice like you, you make choices based around the your finances what they allow you to do and your and what your job allows you to do yeah. and that just I, I don't see how that is satisfying but so, people will pretend it's satisfying so trevor you've spent more time around these people so, so you have more time. experience yeah, yeah. what would you say about, about what i just, so, just said yeah like the majority of people you're gonna take the path that your friends and your parents laid out for you to some degree so like if your dad was in construction and or maybe he did paving or something like that, like it's nothing wrong with that job, but he's going to, in his mind, he's probably going to tell you like, yeah, get into construction, work your way up kind of thing. Like, you know, it, or it'll be like, okay, uh, go to college. So you go to college. No one there says become like a professional self-publisher and travel around the world. They say, okay, um, you can take business here and probably get taught by someone who's never had a successful business. You can become a nurse, a doctor, uh, maybe a lawyer, carpenter kind of thing. Like, they, college makes things so narrow. Like, there's only like 10 choices that you can go through. Mm-hmm. So, I think if you don't have any outside influences, you just follow the path that your friends and your family went down and you don't know any better. So, yeah. even if you, even if you go to that job every day and you hate, you know, paving roads. It's like, oh, that's what my dad did. This is just life. It, I have to pay bills. I have to have, you it, know. It, it, yeah. it, it's sheep mentality. Just yeah. accepting what everyone around you is doing, what everyone else is saying. So you just fit in like mm-hmm. a fucking sheep. So because it's the easiest path. It's the easiest path, yeah. right? right? You don't get challenged. No. There's no hardship. It sucks, but people try and suppress that. Yeah. Uh, but listen, like we, this used to be us, but then eventually we started asking questions like, come on, there's got to be something better I than I mean, in our, in our teens. You don't know any better in your teens. Right, right. In your teens, you I would say we better. never really got affected by what Trevor just explained. You guys, in my opinion, you guys escaped like, That's the true. brunt of it. Like, yeah, yeah. If anything, I, so, like, I kind of knew, like, I was like, I, earlier on that I didn't want to do this stuff. I just didn't have the right path. I didn't have any connections. And there, there just wasn't as much information available. So even though I felt like this earlier on, I didn't know how to act on it. So mm-hmm. here's why I think this is the reality. Of course, there's a sheep mentality peer around you. You know, you don't want to question things. But I really think it's a case of people don't know what's possible outside of like the yeah. options that they think are available to them. They don't know that there's literally a thousand other things they can do that can... Listen, like I'm of the belief that literally anybody can make millions of dollars for themselves. It just mm. involves, you know, not using a degree, not getting a job, not doing those things. It involves being an entrepreneur. Yeah. I fully believe that. My caveat to that is if you're from the first world. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. First world, 100%. So Western yeah. first world where like everyone has running water, electricity, access to internet, access to the big one. That's the big one. Access to internet. Yeah. uh, Those things. Then you play, then you're on for the most part, a level playing field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe back in the day you had to take on like massive risks to have a business and like, you would have to take on a big lease or put like big money down. And 
but you can do it online pretty cheap now and like when you have a global marketplace you're not just like one coffee shop around the corner like you have the entire internet you could be into like knitting or something like that and boom million dollar business because there's enough people in the entire world that are interested in knitting so you don't have to be some crazy business person to make big money that might sound crazy but you can literally build a million dollar business around knitting easily so this is literally i know we do publishing and all but i just want to give an example of a niche business just so you can understand how on the internet when you can reach basically the entire world the opportunity that there is so i know of someone that has a six-figure business and what they do is they teach yoga to other women that have breast implants because <laughs> when you have crazy. breast implants, certain poses hurt, um, so they have to have a different crazy. sort of routine. Crazy. So her market is women with breast implants that want to do yoga. And she built a six-figure business off of that because she can basically reach any woman in the world that does yoga that has breast implants. And there's tons. Uh, hundreds of thousands of women, probably. Yeah. I, I don't know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Who cares? It's enough. Right, a, a few yeah. other examples quickly. I know a guy, not personally heard of a guy who has a seven-figure business Helping people overcome porn addiction. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Seven figure business, making crazy amounts of money. Yeah. Then there's, uh, what's the other one? There's, uh, uh, there's someone who has a seven figure business teaching engineers how to like, you know, do well at job interviews. Mm-hmm. Seven figure business teaching engineers how to do that. It's just very specific audience, very specific things you can still build a real business about. Around, So that's why one of the biggest things we talk about is you should make a business around something that you're passionate about because there is a market for it. Mm-hmm. People think like these micro markets, like they're too small to make money with. But the truth is like a micro market still has 10 million people in that market yeah. mm-hmm. that you can serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that it continues to always blow me away. The kind of businesses people have that they're crushing it with mm-hmm. in the most random of things. Or, yeah, I, I think a lot of people get trapped into like, oh, there's only uh, self-help or real estate exactly. or like, yeah, 100%. you know, keto diets Weight and loss. stuff like that. Like, yeah, they can't think of, uh, they can't think of anything. Like, oh, they're all the, the, the top four are taken or whatever. But like, if you chop it down literally and you have like billions of people, there's going to be millions still interested in whatever it is you're into. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Trevor, I want to hear, I, uh, you know, we're good friends, so I know a solid amount about your story, but I don't know, maybe I don't. I want to hear things that I haven't heard before. So I want to hear basically your publishing journey, um, like the juicy stuff from okay. about when you got started, but let's also fast track to, to the parts where you started to find success. Leave up the boring stuff. Yeah. Just because when we tell people to like tell a story, you know, you mentioned this the other day. People love to just talk about useless shit for 20 minutes. So let's just hear the juicy bits. I'm just, I'm just going to give like let's the bullet the points. Mm-hmm. And uh, do, do we want to bring this right up to where I'm at now? And our yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I got involved watching a podcast. I think it was like Empire Flippers. I heard about it. I got into a course that I do not recommend and will not name. Uh, found you guys. And... I, at the start, I just created a bunch of random books. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I would just, and not only was I creating random books, I was creating garbage. So this is where most people start. 100%. And, and it, it, it's important to understand that that's okay. Yeah. It's your starting point. You don't know better. You're not gonna, you know, do everything perfectly the first time around. 
but continue. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, at the end of the day, though, garbage still pays pretty good, like <laughs> without even doing it right. So, I like I created all these books and a lot of garbage. And I didn't have a proper brand and stuff like that. And then I come across you guys, and I remember you guys gave me some feedback, uh, like uh, over Loom. I remember you sent us an email. Let me pull. Let me see if yeah, I can pull oh, up that email chain. Oh, that's so funny. Yes. And uh, something stuck out about your email. So I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll reply to this guy. This, mm-hmm. I, I this Trevor Sumer guy. I feel cringe about it because I don't even remember the email. It's probably going to say some really uh-huh, Here stuff. it is. Here it is. Just pulling up the email. It's, okay. It's, uh, Trevor has a question for oh, you. I actually a question. So um, uh, you guys keep talking. I'm going to find the juicy bits here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, had, I had a big mess. And I had a lot of bad books and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, I don't know what to do kind of thing. And I was just like overwhelmed because I had so much shit. Like I just created a, a big mess. So I probably had like a hundred books or something like Yo, that. Oh my on. God, what? Yeah, it was just like, it was crazy because I didn't know what I was doing. I was still making money though. Or a lot of these like super short books. Yeah, lots of short ones, lots of just like poorly done ones. There was no branding done. They didn't have reviews, a lot of them. Uh, I wasn't running ads to them properly. And I just, it was just scattered. Uh-huh. And I remember you guys saying I'm wondering how you come out with 100 bucks. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, I, we won't I, get into that. But <laughs> because like, Don't ever do that and whoever's listening yeah, to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like this is early on though. Like, I don't know, this is probably like two years ago. Things now. have maybe, changed. Maybe Things have changed. More. Yeah. That's kind of what was being taught. Yeah, pump out a bunch of books, volume, volume. Yeah, it was like get all these books out, but now we know that's a lie, and actually, way less books. Now now you can have a six. Sorry. Yeah, way less books, way higher quality, way more reviews. Reviews. Yeah, hundreds of hundreds, if not thousands. Yeah, Mm -hmm. per book. Yeah. Uh, So now you can have a six-figure publishing business with like three to five books. If you have a book with over hundred reviews, how can it not make money? I anyway, mean, we won't get into this, it, but that's basically how it, it, it can, obviously, if you have bad cover, bad yeah. title. But when you nail those big three that I just mentioned right there, yeah, then it's hard to not make money. You're never going to get like those awesome reviews with a shitty book anyways. So. No, you're not. Yeah. So um, did, you, did you find the email? Yeah, I did find it here, but I mean, I don't know what to say out of it. It's just a whole lot of text. So yeah, we're just going back and forth. Lot. We gave you some feedback on your books but and you can whatnot. Say, you can say what year was it? 2019. September 2019. October 2019. October 2019. Yeah. yeah. Not that long ago. Not, not super long ago. But it was right before COVID hit. No, it's not. A it's few months about. before COVID. Uh, no. No, that's no. 21. 2021. Hold on. No. Beginning of 2020. Oh. March 2020 was when COVID hit. So this is like five, six months before. Yo. Seems like it would be longer ago. Is that true? No, there's got to no, be old. No, there's, there's, like, there's a year missing here. There's a year missing. It's 2018. Yeah. This there's is like a year missing. missing. Maybe over a year and a half. Before. But it says 2019. Yeah, but it's the wrong email chain that you must be looking at. Hmm. Okay, quick question I want to ask you. Yeah. Uh, did you... No, you, okay, you didn't finish wrapping up your journey before I jump into the next thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you had a mess of publishing business and... Yeah, so I just had... It was just a complete disaster and you guys gave me some feedback and... It was just a bunch. It was a feedback, and it was a little little things and learning from the course, and then it's like the puzzle started to come together. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, things started to improve. I produced better quality books. I put less attention on the ones that already messed up, and I just like swept learning them out experience. Of the rug. Yes. Learning experience. 
And uh, yeah, I started making pretty good money. I had, I think my best month was like somewhere between 15 and like 20,000 or something Solid. like that. Juicy bits. That's yeah, pretty juicy right. there. Um, and then yeah, uh, at a certain point, I decided to sell the business. I don't know if you want to yeah. talk about that. No, I do want to hear about that. Because I don't think we cover that uh, in the course. So It's, it's like rarely a, it's talked about. Thing. People don't really, uh, right. most don't really know that this is an option, that when you're building a publishing business, you're building an asset that can be sold. Yeah, so you sold your publishing business. Another one of our friends has sold the publishing business. Are you allowed to say the platform you sold it on? Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Empire, Empire Flippers. They would yes. like you to say so. Yeah, okay. yeah Empire love, Flippers. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel bad like giving them that because they were good. Were they good at the, helping you? The Empire. Yeah, they were good. And the Empire Flippers podcast is where I found out about publishing in the first place. So I was like, I right, you already mentioned them. Empire Flippers yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, about, oh, dude, we better get a sponsorship. Full circle. Here. Are you allowed to say, or as close as you're allowed to, there's some things you can't say for non-disclosure reasons. Yeah. How much you sold it for? Yeah, we'll just, we'll say like a lower six-figure number. Okay. Yeah, so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's a so lot of people. A lot of cash that would in be, one, um, did you get it all in one direct deposit? That would be a dream come true for a lot of people. Okay, quick Big question. fat six-figures straight yeah. into the account. And so, if you have, especially if you, have, you haven't had that before, it's just like, oh, right. like, I got some right, money. So that, I got some money now. When that got deposited into your bank account, that was the most money you'd ever have? Yeah. So I want to ask by far. What did it? By far. Because you're probably paycheck to paycheck well, up until I, for most of your life at least. Well, yeah, yeah. And then like up to that I had like some money, decent money coming in for quite a while. But yeah, I didn't I never had like six figures just like you know, you're refreshed, refresh, refresh is like flop. <laughs> you're like <laughs> Yo, Yo like, that's, that's, nice. that's some money. You so, walk around with your pep your 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 chest puffed up a little dude, bit. I, sure. I'm pretty sure that like I I was waiting for it just like to come through and then it came through and I was just like just like yeah. looked at it for like maybe like ten minutes, and dude. Like, yes, yep. that's definitely that's what, a good number. What, <laughs> one, of, mine. Yeah. one of my top hobbies these days is just opening up my Chase online banking and just looking. If you're having a bad day, you just, just open that thing. Yeah, just open that. For some people, life, it doesn't make you feel better. Life ain't as bad as it might have felt like from being. Yeah, there. but uh, I want to be honest. How did it feel when you received it? What was going through your head? How did it feel to receive the money and it have it in your bank account? Felt good. Well said, Trevor. Because I know things have changed a little bit. Yeah. So, okay. So, like, when when you're working a regular job and you're you got to pay rent and bills and car, whatever. Like, a lot of people are just barely getting by, or you're you're going backwards, or you're saving a little bit. But when they drop, yeah, yeah, dip into that credit card. Take yeah, yeah. It's like you kind of. Well, then when they when they just come in and like Scrooge McDuck your bank account, <laughs> like you go you'll go uh, like all right, I want to get like some Chinese food or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You're not like trying to see if you got the money. You're just like yeah, I'll have that because that's how life's supposed to be. That's how life's supposed to be. And I mean, like the reality is, if you get enough money in your bank account and you have even a small uh, interest from it. Mm-hmm. You, it probably covers your basic living that you you worked for. You know, usually mm-hmm. be trying to make that three grand. Mm-hmm. You know, go put uh, a few hundred thousand dollars in your bank account, get a small interest return on it, and mm-hmm. it that also covers your job. So, mm-hmm. like, you only need one or two good exits, and you could technically be in a position to retire. Mm-hmm. Hundred so, percent. So yeah. I know I. The last thing I heard is that you want to, maybe things have changed, maybe things have changed, but you wanted to build a publishing business and you could exit for multiple six figs, if not seven, and then you'd be like, 
damn, I'm set for a real long time. Yeah, yeah. And that's certainly possible. And so, yeah, okay, let's, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, are, just going back to AIA, the way it's set up and stuff like that, is the perfect setup for um, if selling. You, if you, for selling like later on. Mm-hmm. Because um, when you sell, you go through like interviews with a buyer. So, you'll get like multiple buyers and like... Um, it was kind of intimidating at first because you're like, oh man, like these guys. These are some got, big boys that got yeah, money. Yeah, on the phone and they're like calling you from New York and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we're, we buy businesses like every month kind of thing. Like, you know, they got a ton of money. They're asking you questions. Interrogating um, you almost in a way? Did it feel like that? Or a no? couple were, a couple were like, you know, really asking me about numbers and stuff like that. And I'm like, kind of like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. But like, <laughs> but like other people were cool and like they understand that, um, the, the asset will pay for itself and like it's a really good investment but people really want these businesses because they're so hands-free like yeah like that's like, the thing that separates publishing businesses from any other business yeah there's way less moving pieces and once they're in place you got reviews and everything's figured out like it is very like set and forget mm-hmm. yeah so obviously it's not recommended that you just let it run but if that's the kind that's how you want to live your life do yeah. it but and you can literally not even log into your Amazon account for two years and still get paid four, five, four to five figures every month for two years straight. It's like with, with oh, nothing. Yeah. You don't. Easily. There's no customer support needs to be done. There's no fulfillment. There's there's nada. And that that's what separates. And that's what makes this real passive income and, compared to. And other so, yeah. as great as it is to get a six figure deposit into your bank account, tr- the truth is, over a matter of let's say three years. And certain more, of course, but about three years. Whoever bought that account is, or bought that publishing business, is going to from have you. made yep. more money than a yep. hundred thousand from yep. that. Yeah. So it's yep. up to you whether you want the big fat right. deposit upfront to to invest in whatever else, or you'd rather have the the four, five, whatever, how many thousand coming in every month consistently. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like, once the business is made, like at least on the front end, and you have five hundred or a thousand reviews on a book, you can have just an ads guy you pay seven dollars an hour he comes into your account tweaks the ads make sure things keep selling and converting mm-hmm. and like it is very hands-off like mm-hmm. i know people will say uh, i know like passive income so popular and then it's there, good there'll it's be nice. guys like gary view who say there's no such thing as passive income. that's not true publishing is passive it's income. like the one yeah it's it like is the, the one, one thing that's and then there's like selling t-shirts through amazon shit like that but that you i've never heard of many people actually properly scaled that no uh so yeah, so yeah. passive uh, income for the win. Quick question about selling: How did they uh, put a valuation on your publishing business? Yeah, so there's there's different ways they do it. So just coming at it from like typical, they would be like, all right, the last twelve months, what were the expenses? What was earned? And a typical multiple, depending on again back to the course. If you create a, a dope brand. Your multiple goes up. You got yeah. an email list, a website. Your Add an extra goes five, up. six, seven yeah. X's to that. So it valuation. keeps going up. Is the better the business is. So when I sold mine, I had a bunch of scattered stuff, but then I had one piece of it that was a brand. Yeah, and they almost they, they like that. They like yeah. That. Everyone on the call be like, yeah. So like I seen such and such. Uh, you know your books. Like uh, we really like that. And you're like, hmm, okay. And so like <laughs> obviously it's yeah. drilled into my brain now. Yeah. It's like people want to buy brands. They don't. Not to say that a big, you know, mess of books can't sell because it still can sell, but you'll get a higher multiple. So, like, you noticed that the buyers were like really, uh, uh, I don't know what to call it, 
turned on by the idea of buying a brand. Super they, they were, they were, they were yeah. very turned yeah. on. I like the buying a brand. I can hear him heavy breathing. Buying a brand. Stop. Stop. <laughs> He's breathing so heavy on the phone when he's seen the brand. I'm just like, enjoying this tall boy. <laughs> yeah. Right okay. So let's. I had down. a drink before I came over. My, mine's almost empty. You, you guys are always quick. I'm, well, I'm, I'm getting I, down there, but I'm just like. Yeah. Because I'm I, here to have a good time. I'm not here to enjoy I want it through, oh, okay. I want it through my system. I want it course through my veins. Okay. But <laughs> I, so back to. So typical exit for a publishing business. It would be like. Um, 25x on the lowest end, like you have a brand new business, it's a mess kind of thing. And is this pro- monthly profit? Yeah, monthly yes. royalties. Yes. Profit. Yeah, okay. so your profit. So 25x on the lowest end, and then on the higher end, maybe like 35 or so. Mm-hmm. But this is when I sold mine, but the market has changed now because. How long ago did you sell it? Like six uh, months? Six, six, yeah. seven months, something like that. Yeah. So in just six months, it's changed. Actually, maybe even like eight. I don't know. Yeah. But um, what, uh, what's changed now is just the fact that there's COVID, the economy's all crazy. Uncertainty. Uncertainty. People are looking for good places to put money. And this is an amazing investment. Yeah. Um, you know, imagine what you would get like a, a piddly little 7% return. Whereas mm-hmm. if you put that money into a business... Like uh, you can get huge returns from. Yeah, it. yeah. So I see publishing businesses now going uh, anywhere from like forty to forty-five times. Wow, crazy. So, 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 so yeah, sorry. Yeah, so if if you're getting forty-five x, you you probably have a little bit of age to your business. It's been around for a bit. It's probably a decent little brand or something like that, and you might have a mailing list with it. But if you have that, I mean. Say you build something for three years, it's and it's a tight brand, and uh, you know you get to like ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month, which <laughs> which you guys know is completely possible because you know lots of people have done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go to sell that thing, like that's worth over a million dollars. Yeah. And I think about it from my perspective, being Canadian, after you convert that, oh, you're money, gonna double that. It's like a couple million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that like quickly. I don't know. Go put it in an index fund, and like you could technically retire. You could be out of the game after yeah. one exit. Yeah, you you, so. you could have like three thousand coming through passively through investments. You know, obviously, you're not dividends. You're, yeah, yeah. So you're dividends. not you're touching not, not touching the principal. You're not living yeah. the the luxury life, but no. you're set if yeah. if you're cool with that. So so for the people listening or watching, if you have a publishing business right now that makes eight to ten thousand dollars a month consistently for the last twelve months. Twelve months, yeah. You can sell that thing right now on empireflippers.com for about four, three to five hundred thousand dollars. Is that right? Yeah. Ish. And it, you don't have to be making eight to ten thousand dollars a month to sell it. You could be making just a thousand dollars a month for about the past twelve months, and yeah. then you could go to Empire Flippers and sell it for. Thirty to forty thousand dollars yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. So um, you know it would be awesome if someone listened or watched this and they literally went ahead and did this because yeah. of listening to yeah, you. The selling the publishing business thing is rather unknown, and I I'd, yeah. I'd like to see more people do it. It's not the right move for everyone, but for some people yeah. it is. So yeah, that's cool. And if they do. Hit me up. Use my referral link. Yes. Uh, but is uh, there an Empire Flippers referral link? I think I think there is. I think you get really. Uh, I think you get it. Probably it's not much, but maybe a couple hundred bucks. Okay. Well, nice. we're gonna throw our referral link in the description. Not okay. Yours. But yeah, <laughs> just throw my, that. throw mine in there and like you know however you feel about it. Whoever, the, guy, the guy who told you about it or you know the guy, whoever is or these other guys. Bank account you want to support. 
Yeah. Just click on their referral link for improper. Yeah. And well, then sell your business. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I was also going to say it's not always based on 12 months. Sometimes it's like, like they're trying to do the evaluation to benefit you because they take a piece of the sale. That's the great thing. And is on yes. your side. Yes. They want to get you as much money as possible. Yes. Not the yes. buyer side, your side, yeah. like strongly on your they're side. They're not going right? to say that, but they will do things in a way where it definitely benefits you. They'll prep you for the call. Because uh, they, they want your business to sell, they want it to sell yes. for the highest price possible. Yes, that's, because if they get a piece, if the, if it doesn't sell, they don't make money. Exactly. Right? Well, and piece the higher take? it sells for, the more money they make. So it's yeah. all in your favor. So what's the piece they take? So I don't quite remember because it changes all the time. But I think it's like they get somewhere between like twelve or fifteen percent under a million dollars, and then it goes down to like eight or ten percent over a million. But well. Um, the, the fact is they get you more money than you would probably get it privately. So yeah. they pay for themselves. They have hella connections, right? Yes, yeah, they, they, they have yeah. built in buyers that buy all the time. Yeah. But it is not hard to find a buyer through our flippers. You will no. almost be guaranteed one, right? You, you, you'll have so many calls, even if you have the worst business, yeah. people will buy it. But wild, wild, uh, they will sometimes do this on like a, I think like a six or seven month multiple. Like if you had crazy sales and low expenses during this one period, they, they might do the evaluation different than 12 months. So. Cool. Yeah, I was telling Charlotte, my wife, who has her own publishing business, like, hey, like she's making a few grand a month, consistently hasn't touched in over a year. Yeah. I was like, oh, you could sell it for like 50, 60 to 80 grand, uh, which could be cool. But she said she would rather have the like $2,000 a month passively just coming in. Yeah. Hasn't logged into any account in like 18 months Mm -hmm. and it just comes in into Mm -hmm. the bank account. So you probably don't know the answer to this. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm curious. What do you think the most a business on Empire Flippers has sold for? Uh, How high do they go? Millions. So yeah, I, millions. You think like, are we talking like multi eight figure millions? Maybe probably. They, I'm yeah. just curious. So like Empire, we should ask them. There, there's a few competitors and stuff like that, but I know that Empire Flippers has a big chunk of the market, and they've definitely done some bigger ones. I don't think they handle all the big ones because when you get into like multi millions, there's like these private equity firms or whatever that it gets crazy it gets real like corporate or something when you're selling something for like 10 or 20 million dollars you get these yeah private equity companies that come in and buy them up so it's (laughs) it's a bit different but uh empire flippers definitely always has like some in there for seven figures yeah cool uh awesome can i change topic topics a little bit Absolutely, you may. Okay, thank you, sir. I also want. Thank I you hope you're changing. I hope you're changing topics to the topic I want to change. To, yeah, but yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. So since you started, since you sold your publishing business, but you were like, you were financially independent, able to travel, having enough coming money coming in to live on your own and do whatever you wanted for like, well over a year. Yeah. What has what is life like now? After you've been able to quit your jobs, like you will never work a job ever again. Mm-hmm. What is life like now when you are in full control over it, where you can live wherever you want, for the most part, do whatever you want within your financial means, and yeah. just make your own decisions the way human beings are supposed to live. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be able to make your own decisions. Not 99% not of people can, cannot do that. Yeah, Don't which, have that. which is uh, unfortunate. But Cheers to being able to make your own decisions. Right. Cool, yes. I got my, like, my last sip going on. Here's my, the, the I have one sip left. Empty. I have <laughs> one sip left. I want to hear, right, because you've done a solid amount of traveling. You've, you've been doing the digital nomad thing for a uh, year and a half, a few years, right, a few years. Yeah. 
I kind of want to hear about that. We've done that as well, so we share a bit about our experience. Yeah. But like, what's it like? Where is your favorite digital nomad spot? I already know the answer. It's the same yeah, yeah, as yeah, our yeah. spot. Now yeah, we're yeah. talking lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. how does it compare to your old life? A few <laughs> things. Yeah, yeah. Start with whatever you like. That's a lot. That's a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, honestly, when you go when you go forward it to now, it just feels normal. Like it's so normal. It, you know, obviously. So most people that are in a job right now, we're jaded as fuck. That's jaded take, as fuck. You, you, need, you need some jaded to make sure that you don't, you know, end up in a job. Yeah. Kind of thing. But okay, most people are going to their job, and they're like, "Oh fuck, I gotta go to my job. Like this sucks." I jump straight out that window if I had yeah, a job I tomorrow. I but yeah. they're they're doing that, and they feel like, man, if I could just get. A little bit of freedom like that'd be sick and that's how i felt too i was like man if i could if i could just do whatever i wanted each day like that'd be insane and it was insane for like the first six months and now it, it just feels like normal life like how yeah. life's supposed to be lived yeah so it, it's a, to me it's so normal not having a job and doing that stuff like i like to do gratitude exercises where the, i talk about things i'm most grateful for like me being my own boss doesn't even make the gratitude list because it's so no that's how normal yeah. it is. It doesn't even cross yeah. my mind that it's yeah. not supposed to be this way. That's just life. That's how it should be. Yeah. And that's how it is. Yeah. So anyway. But, so, but yeah, back when I had the job, I was like, man, like if I could just get free, because most people got like maybe two weeks off a year. Other than that, you're going to an office or whatever you're doing. And it's, it's your entire life. Mm -hmm. Like you go there all day, you go home, and you're tired, you like eat dinner, maybe like hang out with the wife or whatever you do. Uh, and you go to bed and you go back and do the work thing. And then so you, you really only have the weekends. Like mm -hmm. it's, it, it's just not the way that uh, it's life's supposed to be lived. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of pushed into it. Like, you know, they train you right out of school to get a job. They don't teach mm -hmm. you to be an entrepreneur. No, they don't. it's not even talked about. Yeah, really. like I, I'm probably the strangest person in the family i would say like, yeah you are sure. like the most interesting man in the world because of the life that you have well, to, to, to the your, people not to your, not to your family not in this room but maybe like to my family <laughs> yeah. yeah because yeah. it probably doesn't make sense yeah so, so well, what is uh how have you been spending life since you've been able to be self-sufficient where have you been living what have you been doing yeah so because you're from vancouver yeah but you have you have not lived there for a while. Can I try to rephrase your question? Sure. Uh, what's your lifestyle like now, and and what lifestyle do you like to live now that you can basically do whatever you want? Exactly what I said. But okay, is it okay? <laughs> uh, I, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was meant to be exactly what you said. I know. I just simplified. I it. didn't even really remember what you said because I'm feeling seltzer. But I'm I'm, fe like, I'm feeling good right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the, yeah. Can we get like, another one? There's no more. Uh, there is no, no more. No, I think that's for the better. This is what we always do. We're always like, yeah, yeah, we, uh, we should get an extra can, and then like we don't. Because you're you're in this sweet spot right now, and you feel like right. any more is just going to make that better. Any, yeah. True. Any but more, normally, it goes downhill. Yeah. To be honest. So, right. yeah, yeah so, please. okay, well, lifestyle now, like, you... It's a little bit where you need to learn to police yourself. Like, you have to... You say police or please? Pl Police yourself. That's two different things. Okay, police. Because you know you're you're like a dog walking himself. You know, like it's true. You know, you don't have someone that's holding the leash and like mm -hmm. the choke chain and going, all right, go here, go there. Mm -hmm. Like you need to control yourself, so you have to have discipline. But like Trevor, let's wake up at seven o'clock. 
We gotta wake up at seven o'clock consistently. We've been waking up at like five forty-five. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. whatever. Five. And so you get up. Um, we're going to the gym, and then you know you start your work day, and you can kind of design it however you want, of course, but you still have to have discipline because you got to show up, and you know you're the one guiding your life, right? Sure. But life's good. If I get up and I decide, all right, like. I'm just tired. I, I just want to eat like a plate of bacon and go down to the beach and swim in the deep hole. Yeah, yeah. Like, in Waikiki. Yeah. You I, can I, do I that. Can. But yeah. it, it's really hard to do without a lot of guilt. At least yeah, for yeah, me. yeah. Like, I could take it off any day I want. Wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. But I can't do it without feeling like shit. Yeah. Because exactly. I feel guilty. I'm like, no, I shouldn't be out. Fucking yeah. around on a Wednesday. Exactly. That's so. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you still. Which have, is a good thing. You have to have the discipline. This is this is rich people problems or freedom people problems. Yeah, freedom people problems. But but it still is a problem. Most people, it's like, all right, like if I don't get there in time, I'm gonna get in trouble, kind of thing. So you <laughs> speed off and you head to work, but you have to control yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's a pretty minor problem when you can do whatever you want technically. Like if you guys decide, like, all right, I. I'm just, I'm just tired. I want to go, uh, go on safari. Let's for go rest, let's yeah. run some jet skis and just it's, go crazy. We're gonna do that, which is what we're doing <laughs> on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Then you can. We'll vlog it. We'll take some video. Yeah, we totally should. Uh, so, since you became become location independent, where have you lived in the world? Yeah. So I started off in Australia. Um, I traveled pretty much all around Australia, um, most of it, anyways, and then I ended up. Settling randomly in Adelaide, which a lot of people that go to Australia would be like, oh, not Sydney or Melbourne. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's Adelaide? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's wine country, basically. Uh-huh. What, what country? Like wine country. Wine? Like yeah, drinking yeah. wine? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can get a bottle of wine for three bucks there. I can, I can get a bottle of wine for one fifty in Berlin, so. Oh, okay. That's I didn't know that. Well, <laughs> Whatever. Now you're just flexing. <laughs> but, so yeah, I, I lived in Adelaide. Um, and we went around Asia. I was spent lots of time in Bali. Uh, where else I go? Sri Lanka. Uh, You've been to Sri Lanka? Yeah. What's that like? Different. Brown people? Yeah, it was definitely brown people. Tigers? Right? I, I went to a, a zoo there, and there's these crazy elephants running around, but I didn't see any tigers. Please describe Sri Lanka to me right now. I, it was, it's a lot of pressure, but it's like a little island paradise. Like it's pretty small. It's off of how are the beaches. Is it crystal blue waters or yeah? Yeah, yeah? I could show you some pictures later. Dude, the craziest Please. place we've ever been. Uh, well, there's a few places, but the one that comes to my mind right now is the Maldives and Egypt. Okay, Egypt. Don't even start. That show is yeah different. Uh, the Maldives. Oh, dude, I remember when we landed in the Maldives in the harbor. No, the airport is at a harbor. And then there were boats sitting there in the harbor, of course. And I was looking at the boats, and it looked like they were almost floating on air, is how yeah, see-through yeah, yeah, that yeah. water was. If we yeah. can, we're going to put that video on YouTube right now so people can see it. And if you're not seeing a video right now, then it's because we couldn't find the clip. Some footage of it? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think I have that footage. I, I, was in it's the, on, it's, I think it's long gone. But. I was in like the U.S. Virgin Islands, and I remember seeing that exact same thing. It looks like the boats are actually just floating. On glass. Yeah. On liquid glass. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maldives. I, I, the Maldives are super sick. Uh, I'd be lying if I said I haven't gone on like privateislands.org to see what the price is for private island in the Maldives. In the Maldives? Is, oh. it goes, what, what are we talking? What are we talking? How it much? goes for as low as like 3 million up really? to like 60, 70 million. What is the, like how many, squ- is it like, oh legit, full on island For $3 baby. million. Dollars. 
Three million bucks. In the Maldives. Maybe there's probably a bunch of fees, but I don't there's know. Probably a bunch, there's you probably have to Maintenance like costs. Ton, tons of property Taxes. fees. That's some Richard Branson stuff. That's, I'm, uh, uh, I plan to buy a private island in my that, lifetime. That's yes. not even a far-fetched at all. No, no, yeah, 100%. I don't know if it's 100%. a good investment, but like, I just want to say that. Yeah, for sure. For so, you know, in, in our probably 40s, I mm-hmm. can see it. Um, Yo, yeah, oh, that's so crazy. Where, where's been your favorite digital nomad spot? And I know this the is, answer, but I just kind of want to talk about everyone it. Everyone knows this. Because I know, because I know people love yeah. hearing about it. Okay, so if you want to be a digital nomad and you want to do this whole, there's one spot stuff, you have to mm-hmm. go. You have to go to Changu in Bali. Like, yes, and I mean you could make an argument of like uh, all Bali's great, mm-hmm. but. Chengdu, Chengdu is it's like so the different hub. from anywhere else in the world. Everyone that goes there, it like, is digital nomad. Yeah, right? it's like everywhere you go, it's like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm digital nomad. So yeah. Bali is obviously in Indonesia, yeah. But Chengdu is like eighty percent white people. And this is yeah. This is not, like, that's not to say white people, but my my point is, there's a lot of people doing what we're doing. It's a digital nomad community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this isn't even just like your opinion. This is just a universally accepted opinion that Bali is the best spot. Let's let's call it people from the Western world instead of white people. I'm sorry. You're st- okay. Yeah. Sure. I don't I was, think we're too worried about. I was trying to be uh, that terminology. Uh, okay. Yeah. So like everyone there. Like, I, I also want to say real quick. I agree one million percent. Yeah. Bali is the safest place. So we're in Hawaii right now, but that doesn't count as a digital nomad spot. No. Like a digital nomad spot has to be cheap. Uh, Hawaii is not cheap. It's America. Hawaii. You can only stay for a period of time if you're not a U.S. citizen. Yeah. Right. In, in, in Bali, Bali, you, you, you can, can be there basically forever. Yeah, I get visas and travel in and out, but you could stay for years. I think there's new visas coming out now where yeah, you don't so, have to do as many visas. So runs. that you, I think, look, they want us flooding visa. in because exactly. we're giving them all the money, and that's yeah. why they can build all this cool stuff. They're, well, their whole like uh, the whole thing's funded on tourism, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we were in Bali like six months together ish. I've spent around a year of my life in Bali, and, uh, and I, I fantasize about being back. I want to spend two months uh, every year in Bali. Yeah. So, so I've spent over yeah. a year of the two, and like, uh, you know, Hawaii is amazing, but it just I don't know. There's community. A certain, that's what like Hawaii yeah. is missing. It's you, you describe it a certain way. Yeah, it's, it's it's got a certain lawlessness to it. Lawless. You feel really free, mm-hmm. like not not in a way where like bad things are happening, but like. But there also kind of aren't really rules because it's Indonesia. Yeah, there's no, there's no really social rules. Yeah. rules like you have to wear a t-shirt. Yeah. You have to do this. You have the things that are expected of like mm-hmm. normal people. And like, the locals are amazing. Mm-hmm. The Bali's so people nice. are so freaking awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. just do whatever you want without consequence, mm-hmm. within reason. And everything costs like $2. Yeah. Well, everything yeah. costs like 25%. So you're getting like a 75% discount mm-hmm. on yeah. everything. And you can just or more than that. You don't have to do any any of your own laundry. You never have to cook or anything. That's my like my that. favorite parts. Yeah, and you, you just, know, we eat out three times a day, and it's always so good. Like, yeah, yeah. it doesn't even matter what kind of food you want. Like, oh, they we could talk about Bali forever. I'm starting to trouble. The food scene in Bali is, is redonk. the best that I have ever experienced. They have yeah. every cuisine, and then uh, twenty restaurants, you know, tailored to that cuisine. Mm-hmm. And like, there's, there's hundreds of restaurants within. Uh, 10 kilometer radius. Yeah. Ooh, they t- just build t- restaurants upon restaurants upon restaurants. Upon restaurants. And, I love and beach clubs. Oh, and yeah. giant villas. Like you, you could live in a giant villa let me, mansion. Let me close my eyes. You just fantasize. You could live it, in, a, in a giant, giant villa mansion for yeah. three grand a month. Or yeah. you could get, or you, so some people can't afford that, but you could live in a n- really nice place for 
500 500 a month. Oh, yeah. Prices are going up, I'll admit. Prices are definitely going up because because a lot of people are floating there. But $500 a month in rent, are you kidding me? Gets you like a real nice place. It's insane. It'll probably be a guest house and not a private villa. Or well, it wouldn't be a private villa. It would be a guest house. But 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 you could 100%. Um, you could be just getting started out and publishing and making a thousand bucks a month and you're set up. Yeah. You could go live in Bali and Mm. you would love it. You're not going to ball out, but the opportunities there. You'd be comfortable though. Yeah. Or you could just have 10 grand saved up with little income. You're just, you're, you're creating your income. You're working when you're there and then you could go there and you could live on 10 grand for probably close to a year. Oh, you're going to penny pinch. Yeah, you yeah, are penny yeah. pinching. Let's admit, yeah. you're not but going out months. and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And then you need do need money to invest in your business for sure. But, but the opportunity is there to stretch that. So here, so I, I hope this podcast or video spurs someone to sell their publishing business and make a lot of money. I also hope that it spurs someone who is sitting, you know, hating what, you know, their current life in stuck in their small town, as as yeah. every day is the job. same. And you know, they might, they might be a smart person who's been very financially responsible and they have like 12 grand saved up. Yeah. I hope you quit your job tomorrow and you go to Bali, maybe mm. not right now because of COVID, but in like uh, six months time, it'll change. Yeah. you'll never go back to the life you yeah. had before. And, and then yeah. go to Bali and like, I'm gonna live off this for the next six, eight, 10 months. While I also work on a side hustle. And I also want to say, people think like, oh no, that's so risky. Motherfucker, if it if you run out of money, just go back and get the same job or get another job. It doesn't matter. No, yeah. it's not risky. I, I want to say like, fucking go for it. Please. You guys are, are still younger than when I started traveling. I started late. Like lots of people go off backpacking and traveling at like, you know, 18, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. I started at 28. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not too late. It's never... And if, even 28 is young. Yeah, You can be 48. Well, lots of people start early. And yeah, you could 100% be 48 or 50 or 60. Like whenever you want to do your nomad thing, it you can do it. doesn't matter your age. Yeah. doesn't matter. Because some people say, well, I'm 91 and you said say, whatever. It yeah, doesn't yeah, matter I, your age. I, I, I doubt some dude is watching that going to say that. Well, in case I'm there 91. is. Well, in case there is. Dude, if, if he's 91 and he goes for it, then like respect. I'll mow. Yeah, respect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, like... If you're if you're doing that same you know job that you hate you know you're that veterinarian reception and you've been doing it for 20 years and your kids have all gone off to college and you want to do something and you want to get to your hometown like do it like tell your boss to go fuck themselves and book a one-way ticket to Boston. do it yeah like do it everyone why not everyone's operating their life like they're gonna get out of it alive like you're, it's, you're gonna die. Like, I love that. Gonna, I love that. Yeah, 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 I love that a lot too. Like you're 100% gonna die. Like, and I not to be like morbid about it, and hopefully it's like a long time in the future. But I hope you're not shocking anyone by saying this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. people don't think about this, but like, you gotta go and do what you want to do, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that you know little Bobby or Sally or friend Fred doesn't want to leave and go with you, because most people won't take a vacation by themselves or go to a movie theater by themselves. So they don't want to go off to another country. So you just got to do it. Go to Bali. You will make five best friends in your three months there. You make a hundred. It's, it's so yeah, easy to make best, friends. Yeah. Best friends. You will make five insanely good friends. Like here's the thing with Bali. The social aspect and the community is unmatched anywhere in the world. Yeah. It's impossible yeah. not to meet people and not to make friends. You know, so don't worry about like going and being lonely. I'm alone. Yes. After the first week, you won't be alone. You stay in a guest house yeah. and you'll meet people there. Uh, it's impossible not to meet people. And a lot of people, they're sitting at home 
fully capable of doing this stuff. The only thing that's stopping them is like, you know, people don't do that. Mm-hmm. People yeah. are, like that's people don't. No one my drops parents, everything. My parents are gonna think that's just bad decision. Yeah. You know, oh, people yeah. are gonna say, oh, that's other are gonna others are gonna judge me. Shit like that. Fuck all that. And I, just do I love how on Instagram you make posts like Instagram stories to provoke people on purpose because you yeah, know what yeah, it's yeah, called. Yeah. It's called the hatergram. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, call, about that. I call it hatergram because uh, you know there's a lot of people that are just doing the normal thing and like they don't like that you're doing something that's outside of the box because like they don't think that I guess they don't feel like they could have it, so they don't like that you have it. You mm-hmm. having an amazing life literally provokes yeah. other people. It makes yeah. them and it angry. Them. It, you know what? And then, the, tell, then they send messages like, nobody cares. Tell and about that's, the, yeah, that's yeah. the first sign that the person sending that, they care a lot. And But they don't even have the awareness to understand how much they care. Yes. That's why they say nobody cares. It's a funny thing. Well, so people say that kind of stuff. And I will say I've like really vetted through my friends over the years, and I've gotten rid of like, anyone who's negative for the most part, but there's still people that don't like it because, you know, you're sitting in lockdown, you're doing a job you hate, and then you see me putting stuff on the hater ground. We out in Waikiki and, Beach. Yeah, and having a drink, and then, uh, th- you know, they don't like it. So they give me <laughs> negative comments and stuff like that, but I like it. And you because, just laugh at it. Yeah, yeah I think you just funny. laugh at it. It is hilarious. It is um, funny. But yeah, it's, uh, you're, you're, I never feel bad about that because you're showing what's possible. Like yeah. a lot of people, if you're just looking to your buddies that do the same job as you and your family, you're going to think, all right, I can't leave this hometown. I can't do anything different. This is life. But like there's, you have options. Yeah. Well, one thing I've felt is that like uh, to know if like your head or your mindset is in a good place or a bad place, you know, go on into Instagram See people, their stories, their success, their posts. Does their success make how does, you feel how bad? How does that make you feel? Yeah. If, 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 the, if that makes you feel bitter and bad, you're fucked. If, you just have a fucked up mindset. And, uh, you know, that I obviously didn't elaborate on that. But, like, that's not good. You are in a bad place. But if you're just happy for them, be like, wow, I want to be there. I want to do that. You know, then you leave a good comment, be like, congratulations i'm working on the same thing i'll see you out there next year stuff like that then you're in a really good place um and then you're just a a good person rather than a shithead i can't even imagine what it feels like to be a person that hates on someone else online i don't know either i don't why would anyone do that for what purpose i don't know yeah well a lot of people are programmed like it feels good I, mean, I know why, you because know? like they, they hate their life, they hate something about themselves, they hate something, so yeah. they need to take it out on others who are like living a good life, being successful and shit like that. It's crabs in a bucket, like you're trying to get out and they're trying to pull you back <laughs> down because it's comfortable for them, yeah. right? Yeah. I love how people watch this and be like, oh, these guys are boasting, they got the bragging, they got the, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whew. Uh, shall we wrap this thing up? This has been... Very eventful. Trevor, very this was fun. Uh, very, yeah. very it's insightful. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Dre- Trevor Sumerville. Uh, Is that right? Uh, Summer- Travis Sumerville. Summer- yeah, Travis, Travis Sumerville. Yeah. I have one final question for you, <laughs> Trevor. Good, good, because I got to pee pretty. Bad. So this is a public. I have to pee as well. This yeah, is okay. this is a public question, publishing question. Yeah. So, who specifically do you credit all of your publishing success to, and why is it the Mickelson twins? <laughs> Uh, that's a loaded question, uh, but uh, what do you you're, not, you're not supposed yeah, to answer that. I just, that's my kind of humor. I think but but that is true. Um, you know, obviously, I give myself a lot of success because 
You're not right. meant to answer this question, I'm, but if you want to, go ahead. Well, I also, oh, I, because when we go back to the start, when I was just a very normal, average person, that anyone could do this, that, you know, obviously I gotta give myself some, some credit. But we send you personalized looms to help uh-huh. you. Yeah. yeah sure. Christian did. So, I, I, so I think this was more negative and yours was more supportive. No, I'm, no, 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 it's, it's honest. It's fucking we'll honesty. We'll review them later. But. Yeah. So people watching me like, oh, they're trying to self-promo their publishing program and trying to sell. Understand Damn that, right. No, 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 no. Oh. No, no, come on, no. <laughs> Understand that we're making so much money from our program that we, would, we wouldn't even ever try and promote it because we don't need more people to join it. Yeah. And and the right person is that gonna is an love comment. And I love the, that. The right person is gonna love that comment. The wrong person is gonna fucking hate it. Is gonna leave a dislike on that. But I don't care. That's just the truth. It's the honesty. The truth is, I don't. Yeah. Don't plug anything. I don't care because we're making so much money in our business that it doesn't Ooh. matter. Ooh, heat check. <laughs> at, at best. Like- and so here's the thing with comments like that. The the awesome dudes are gonna like us even more. The, the shitheads are just. I just repeated yeah. myself, but you know what I'm saying. And at best, just to a random audience, I mean, obviously you have followers, but 50% are going to hate you and 50% yeah. are going to love you. So. Yeah. I, I used to kind of like shy away from the negativity. It used to bother me. There's YouTube channels that just make weird videos about Bring us. Bring it on. Yeah, I yeah. embrace that shit so hard now. Like two years ago, I didn't really. Now I embrace it. Yeah. And it does. Uh, yeah. I mean, I also don't even see it anymore. Just to be honest with you, I just haven't really seen much. Yeah. Other than, other than like the occasional comment of just some stupid shit. Um, so yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, what's, but that's where I was. What I was saying. Yeah. What's uh, I'm lit. Up so I can get another one of these and uh, like use that. the facilities. I have to pee. Yeah. Um, want to cross swords in the toilet? Uh, not really. <laughs> but. Oh, okay. Comment, like, subscribe on all those platforms. This will wrap up this episode. I hope you enjoyed. We'll see you guys in the next episode, whether it's on YouTube or the podcast. I love you. Bye.